Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 405. This is our, some most of the time, weekly DCEU news. We, we missed last week. Yeah, bi-weekly. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and, you know, I don't think we should do bi-weekly anymore because <laughs> this news roundup was kind of killer. It's rough. Ooh. It only um, happens so, in emergencies, thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, last week we were just pretty beat. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to keep my eyes open long enough to actually get the news rounded up. Much less, yeah. much less you talk know, about Life it. gets in the way. Life gets in the way. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, this episode, if you're new to the show, uh, our DC, all of our shows, let's just say that, all of our shows are spoiler-filled. No. Super spoilery, oh, yeah. as I say. Um, so if you haven't seen Wonder Woman or any of the other things that we're talking about, and we don't really go into, like, pre-release spoilers. No, but um, we try to avoid those. You know, yeah, we try to avoid those. But if it's been released, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Welcome. Um, hello. Hooray. Let the show begin, to quote Alice Cooper. Uh, as a reminder, you can leave us a voicemail for us to play on the show, 205-259-6331. And, um, I don't know, you want to jump into Wonder Woman stuff? Shoot. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we got some Wonder Woman numbers. This film has done pretty well for itself. <laughs> I've seen that One much could at least. Say. <laughs> um, so as of Monday night, the 12th of June, the um, domestic gross on this movie is 206.3, almost 206.4 uh, million dollars. Um, when you add up foreign box office, which is uh, 230.2 million, you get the uh, you get 436.5 million. The opening weekend was 103.3 wow. million. That's pretty good. I thought I saw even That's opening really night was like 38. Mm. I didn't actually look at the opening night. I, just I, I could be weekend. wrong. I just ran across that somewhere, mm-hmm. just in passing. But so uh, all of those Woman, are pretty monster numbers. Yes, Wonder Woman has set a record for opening, uh, a record opening for the female directed feature. I bet. Um, sadly, the previous record holder was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh. At 85.1. Um, <laughs> I would have been disappointed if it hadn't beaten Fifty Shades. Uh, Adam B. Very reported uh, with 57.2 million Wonder Woman has the lowest first to second domestic weekend drop of a modern superhero movie. It is a phenomenon, yeah. he says. And seriously, like it is the lowest drop from week one to week two. Um, Easily. I mean, it, it, I think it beat The Mummy. Uh, the second, it like, beat just, the mummy. It buried, well, it, as the headline said, it buried the mummy. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, well, <laughs> the mummy did not do well. Tom Cruise can't save everything, guys. He can't. And yet, apparently, Doug Lyman is going to be doing another um, Edge of Tomorrow with him instead of uh, doing Justice League Dark. But uh, I like the Edge of Tomorrow, so I can't really complain. Never saw it. Won't judge it. I don't like Tom Cruise movies. I liked that movie. I'm indifferent, but it, it was a neat premise. I just never got around to it. Oh yeah, so um, doing phenomenally in the uh, in the box office. No real signs of slowing, it seems. Nah, we're good here. Um, it did. It did. Uh, it has made less. It's done better. Uh, better second weekends than any of the other DCEU movies. Um, but I don't think it's made the same amount of money. Like, they did better opening night. Hmm. Obviously, Wonder Woman's doing better critically than than they did though. Yeah. So, um, almost combined. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman's cinematographer, uh, was talking about some of the color choices in the movie. He said that Patty Jenkins showed him a still photo of James Blunt and it had this colored smoke in the background and him walking in this dark trench coat through the smoke. And she said, I really like this color smoke thing. And I thought, huh, I wonder what that means. She was really interested in color in this movie. 
I wanted to make sure we fit into the DC universe, though. Certainly, we used some techniques that Zack and Larry Fong used in other movies. We weren't comparing ourselves to other movies at all. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's cool. I I like the use of color in Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks great. Very engaging. Yeah, did. Uh, Patty Jenkins said uh, to Playboy she, that uh, she would not have cast Gal Gadot uh, as Wonder Woman. She said, I remember when I read in the news that Wonder Woman had been cast, my heart sank. I had been talking to the studio for so long about doing it. And I was like, well, that's that. Mm. I'm sure we wouldn't have made the same choice. And then I started paying attention to her and watching her and looking at her, and it was just unbelievable. Frankly, I think they did a better job than I could have because I don't know that I would have scoured the earth as hard to find her. I don't know that I would have looked internationally. I would have just looked for an American girl. The fact that they found Gal and chose her is a magical gift to me. (laughs) Yeah, she has taken over that role pretty well. Oh, absolutely. Like, I can't. <laughs> I like that Patty's not hiding like, oh, I totally would I would have botched that completely. Good work, guys. <laughs> yeah, when they cast her as Wonder Woman, I was like, eh. But I was wrong. Many were. Just flat out wrong. Many were. I, you know, I, you know, I was like, well, maybe she can pull it off. I was optimistic, at least. And at some point in my head, I was optimistic. Yeah. And, uh. But now she she killed it. Yeah, I mean, even by the end of BVS, I was thinking, oh well, I mean, she's she's right though. Mm-hmm. Oh, way before BVS yeah. even came out, like for real, I was just like, yeah, she's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be good on this one. It's good to see Wonder Woman confirm it so thoroughly. Oh yeah. Um. So Fandango, <laughs> they were asking Patty Jenkins and Chris Pine prior to the release. If there was a chance that Pine would return in Wonder Woman 2, Jenkins said, "All I can say is it was a dilemma. Mm. It's something I hope we won't. Uh, it's something I hope we don't talk about in the public because I want people to see. But it's very hard to know which characters will be in the next movie because of the time period. So it's a big question." Yeah. Chris Pine said he was leaving the door open for, I guess, uh, all possibilities, even a future spinoff. He said the movie's got to come out, and then we'll see. What about Wonder Man? <laughs> Well, I think you'd have to talk to Nathan Fillion, as I believe he's officially MCU Wonder Man. Mm. Mm, well. You were aware of that, right? I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten until you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It will be fun, though. Um, in a recent Reddit AMA, a fan asked Jenkins about whether or not she would be interested in doing the next Superman film. She said, thank you so much. It's no secret that I love Superman, but right now, I'm just happy doing Wonder Woman. I think she'd probably take it. Yeah. Now, there's some reports out there that say that uh, that are claiming that Patty Jenkins said that Warner Brothers wanted to cut the No Man's Land scene. Wow. Primarily because they said that Wonder Woman wasn't fighting anyone in the in the No Man's Land scene. She was it was all defense, and they didn't like that. She was like, "That's the point." <laughs> <laughs> that speaks to the very heart of the character. She, I mean. It- it's it's an amazing scene. But, uh, Trevor gives her this this wonderful speech about you know we can't save everybody. That's not what we're here for. And what does she come back with? Like that's what I'm here for. And like, hops the freaking gates, and mm-hmm. they all get inspired by her and come in after. Her, especially when she gets pinned down, then they go risk life and limb to save her because they saw what what she was capable of, and they got all inspired. It's a free. It's a, it's a wonderful. Yeah. It, it's like the pulsing beat the, of the movie in some ways. It's the best scene of the movie. Yeah, it really and is. It's, it's just gorgeous i i I couldn't kill a thing that pretty now acting wise for the two leads i think the hotel the burned out hotel scene where they presumably get it on (laughs) after they cut away yeah but like all of that was was like non-spoken and like pine and and godot just did such a great job they just (laughs) it they did it was it was emotional and it was sensual without being grotesque extremely subtle um yes very very good like if um, you can't read facial expressions, you looked around and, and and like you you probably looked around in confusion after that scene. Like why is he going sure. back in? Oh, I thought he was going to leave. That's not gentleman. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So here's what we know about Wonder Woman two. There's there is no official Wonder Woman two. <laughs> not officially, but everybody's talking about it. Uh, Patty Jenkins has not officially signed on. Apparently, that's what I've. That's, they haven't made an announcement. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but she's sure as hell acting like she is coming back. Um, she told Entertainment Weekly the story will take place in the U.S., which I think is right. 
This was back in April, by the way. Mm-hmm. She said, she's Wonder Woman. She's got to come to America. It's time. And to Up Rocks, uh, they asked her, in the next solo movie, would you want it to be set in modern day or somewhere in the 100 years prior, like it could be set in the 1930s? She says, it is for sure. I'm definitely planning something more interesting using that period of time. Definitely is the plan. I can't say what it is, but it's definitely right in the pocket of what you're talking about. They said, there's so much to work with there. Patty says, exactly. That thrills me. <laughs> and also, Uprox asked, are you doing? Are you going to do the Invisible Jet? That seems like a difficult thing to pull off in a movie. And Jenkins laughed and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way. I don't think it's difficult. <laughs> I've been watching Star Trek for years. They had a cloaking device on, like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem difficult. But whatever, guys. I mean, Well, I mean, it, it depends on if you do the take where you can see her through it or if it's just a, a cloaked jet. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in, in New Frontier, that. you see her like coming out of the air with with blood on her before the plane lands, you know, and, mm-hmm. which it makes for a neat shot, but it's really awkward. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that Super Friends Wonder Woman sitting in Just the sitting air. in midair. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Roven also told Cinema Blend that there's not a script yet for Wonder Woman too. Oh, I don't doubt so, it. Yeah, I mean, why would there be? Yeah, you've, you've got a lot of stuff to get done before that happens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, much has been said about Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman cameo. Uh, he posted a picture of himself as a World War I soldier on Twitter and on Vero. And some are matching it to an unknown soldier in the very background. The way, way background. All blurrified. In that World War I photo of Wonder Woman with her crew from BVS. Oh, that'd be a nice double cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, uh, James Wan, director of Aquaman tweeted out uh, Aquaman production rented out a whole theater for Wonder Woman and invited crew. What a magnificent film. Can you, oh, and Chris Pine is full of charm and charisma. Yeah. What great chemistry with Gal Gadot. I, I just, I, it just gives me this image of Momoa sitting there just going like, yeah! you know, cheer, like just gr- yelling at the film the entire time. Like, Get him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just feels like he'd be that <laughs> into it. <laughs> and a few websites have pointed out that, um, in the in that opening expo- ex- expository scene in Wonder Woman, where they show all of the gods, they actually do show Poseidon, and he's holding what very much appears to be Aquaman's trident. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I mean, they weren't very well articulated gods. You, you, that was the only one I, was, yeah. I knew for sure. Like, yeah, I, I know that one. <laughs> right. He's got the, he's got the trident. Cool. Everybody else, I was waiting uh-huh. for them to explain. Yeah. Um, so uh, much was said. About the, um, I don't know, controversial women-only screenings of Wonder Woman across the uh, the nation or parts of the nation or whatever. Sure. And uh, some people being angry about that. Um, Joss Whedon referenced it, which is why I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. In uh, his review of Wonder Woman on Twitter, <laughs> he said, I got to see Wonder Woman by myself weeks ago, so shut up. There's already been a man-only screening. <laughs> 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 oh, and it's a GD delight. Okay. Right. Well, I guess they'd have right. to let him. I mean, he was already working on Justice League around that time. They probably mm-hmm. have to show him, like, hey, this is where we're going with this. And uh, and by the way, we, we got some feedback on Twitter, some, I don't know, Twitter on Facebook, some very misguided people thinking that uh, Joss Whedon took over the DCEU with Wonder Woman. That is not true at all. Mm, no. So just knock that out of your heads if you think that no. uh, didn't happen. <laughs> he has in no way taken over the DCEU in any capacity. No. He is pinch hitting. That is the, that's where they are right now. <laughs> uh, over to Justice League, um, Screen Rant. I was talking to Gal Gadot, Connie Nielsen, and uh, Robin Wright. And uh, Robin Wright revealed that Antiope will actually be in Justice League. Um she says that in Justice League, you get some of the history between uh, Antiope and Hippolyta. So uh, I'm assuming this is going to be a flashback since uh, Antiope is... Yeah. It's still be nice to see her again. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. She was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I liked her. So um, earlier this week, uh, <laughs> Heroic Hollywood uh, posted a Twitter story... Uh, or a story on Twitter that says five best Superman moments of the DC EU so far had a link. Jeff Johns responded with this uh, to this with get ready to revise your list. 
I didn't I didn't look at the uh the list he was referencing. I didn't either. But um I like the confidence. It didn't matter to me. I was just like, ah, oh, Jeff Johns just dropped the damn <laughs> mic, man. Just dropped the mic. Yeah. I did get excited by his tweet though. Like, okay. All right. He's got something in the can. <laughs> um, Henry Cavill uh on Instagram posted a picture of himself in costume with a coffee mug. It was a POV shot, so it's really just like his hand holding a coffee mug and his legs resting like up on a coffee table. Mm-hmm. And um that picture has basically just been become like a new meme online. Like everyone's like photoshopped his legs and hand out. My favorite uh they, they put him all all sorts of funny places. My favorite though was um they put him inside of a coffin. Just <laughs> bad my time. Want to make a good entrance? Have a cup of coffee. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Cavill wrote, "Hi everyone, I've been doing some super ruminations because this month is the 79th anniversary of Superman in Action Comics, and thought it fitting to pass on this little fact." Who knew, eh? In January 1933, Jerry Siegel wrote a short story titled The Reign of the Superman, which was illustrated by his friend Joe Schuster and self-published in a science fiction magazine. It told the story of a bald villain with telepathic powers. Trying to create a character they could sell to newspaper syndicate Siegel reconceived, the Superman character is a powerful hero sent to our world from a more advanced society. He and Schuster developed the idea into a comic strip, which they pitched unsuccessfully. National Publications was looking for a hit to accompany their success with the detective comics and did not have time to solicit new material. Because of the tight deadline, editor Vin Sullivan was forced to make it out of inventory and stockpile pages. Sullivan asked former co-worker Sheldon Mayer if he could help. Mayer found the rejected Superman comic strips and Sullivan told Siegel and Schuster that if they could paste them into 13 comic book pages, he would buy them. Hashtag Super Ruminations. Hashtag Superman. Hashtag Action Comics. I dug that. I did. I, 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 I've I only read over that history like once in passing like in real detail, but that all sounds pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, for, they, it took them years to rework that character into something that sold. Yeah. They, they just kept getting rejected, going back to the drawing board, getting rejected, going back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate to think about the ending of that story for them. I know. It's just best not to not to focus on that. Speaking of things we shouldn't be focusing on. Mm, sure. Um, Josh Gad posted a picture of himself inside the DC offices, um, and he was posing with Jeff Johns and John Berg. And Gad is holding a Batman comic that has the penguin on the cover. <laughs> I think it was... Um, Batman Adventures, like, Volume 1, like the trade paperback, and had the penguin on the cover. Mm. His caption, nothing to see here. And you're thinking, God, I hope so. (laughs) I don't remember who it was. I didn't write it down, and I'm sorry for whoever it was, because I know they're a steady listener. Uh, Someone on, I think it was Wobbly Boots on Twitter, Nathan, I think that was him, um, said, uh, someone's going to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it it can't be every like can't be universal that everyone's just off off board with with Gad. So if anyone knows like the movie or a television show or even an episode of something that I should have watched to get me excited, please let me know. Right. Um <laughs> I'll, I'll go back so, and dig that thing up whatever it is you say it is. Oh yeah, I'll go and look. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. So, uh, Army Hammer was asked uh, who he would rather play, Green Lantern or Shazam. And um, he said he didn't know anything about Shazam, really. And they said, oh, they they told him, um, <laughs> they told him that he was a child who grows into a super-powered adult, and he throws occasional temper tantrums. And Hammer says, no, really? That's fun. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that's their description of him, though? Yeah, that's what they told him. That's that's a little off. It is a little bit off. That's not the elevator pitch I would use for, for Shazam. <laughs> it, you know, it's not it's not what I, I would mean, Green Lantern said throws either. occasional temper tantrum that kills a Green Lantern core, for God's sake. That's a temper tantrum. <laughs> that ain't the kind of temper, tran- temper tantrum the Big Red Cheese uses, man. Yeah. Come on. But, um... Cinema Blend was talking to Hammer, and uh, he said, "Dude, so Dwayne 
The Rock Johnson, said that thing and literally blew up my sh- social media. That's where uh, The Rock said that he wanted Army Hammer to play Shazam. Yeah. He said, I couldn't even open my Instagram. I thought my phone was going to melt. But <laughs> other than that, no one said anything. Yeah, I'm keeping my options open. Yeah. And they asked him about uh, the Green Lantern rumors. And uh, that was over at Screen Rant. And he said, um, what an embarrassment of riches to have all of these choices. The funny thing is, nobody has ever come to me and been like, my agent has never called and said, Army, Warner Brothers has been talking to me. There's real, They're really interested in you. This whole thing, never. In fact, after, uh, there was like a, um, when the Green Lantern stuff first kind of started, when I think, which I think is Jeff John's fault because he like followed me on Twitter or something. Yeah. Everybody was like, what does that mean? So, uh, how did it happen? Um, I called my agent after it had been going on for like a week or two. It had been going on for a little bit. I called my agent and I was like, man, have you heard anything from like DC or anything? And he was like, no. And I was like, nothing. And he was like, no. And I was like, not one thing. And he said, no, why? I was like, nothing. Uh, just nothing about Green Lantern. And he was like, no, nothing. I was like, all right. That's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> I mean, he's right. Until your rep calls you and says, I've got something. It's it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, so Joel Kinnaman is saying that Suicide Squad 2 could be filming as early as 2018. He says, as far as I know, they're writing the script. And I think the plan is to shoot it sometime in 2018. But that could change. I think I'll definitely come back for it. Ultimately, I'd love for David Ayer to direct it. But if he doesn't want to direct it, then someone who is great with character and that's able to ground the story and maybe put these characters in a more normal situation. It would be really interesting to see these crazy characters interact with regular people as well. Yeah, see them take on the streets when they're not completely void of person. Yeah, you know, honestly, for Suicide Squad 2, I absolutely just want to see... um, Almost like a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels kind of thing. Hmm. Hmm. Or maybe like a layer cake type of tone, you know? I don't know what I'd want for it exactly. I, I do agree with taking it out of kind of the magical... Yeah, I don't want a magical tone anymore. Thing. I mean, they, they, if nothing else, you did that last time. you got to do something else now. You don't want to get a, you, mm-hmm. you don't want to get into like anything heavy-handed like aliens or something like that. Because of the, uh, the poor reception critically for Suicide Squad 2, even though it made a ton of money, mm-hmm. I think they should probably spend even less money on the on the second one and make it as indie as they can. <laughs> but also make it super gritty. I'm serious, like a lock stock, like, like Snatch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's their, I think, I think that's their, uh, I think that's where they're gonna, they're gonna fit it in. It's not a bad pitch. At, at the very least, um, more grounded super villains. Um, or even someone as grounded as like a Deathstroke. Yeah. Well, see, that's what they were pitching years ago. Like, I don't know, back in like 13 and 14, I remember talking to you about this mm-hmm. where they're talking about doing where Warner brothers was, it was rumored that Warner brothers was talking. That's right. We were doing the podcast way before the podcast guys, yeah. but we, <laughs> we wasted <laughs> they were talking about, time before we started wasting time on air. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about doing, a bunch of smaller movies, like independent movies, and Suicide Squad was going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, movies that were, like, would be high risk, except they were gonna only only going to spend, like, you know, a couple million to make, so that they would be, you know, surefire hits. Yeah. Like, there's no way they weren't going to make a lot of money and make their profit. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the hell they decided to do. They were supposed to be doing, like, big tent poles, like Superman, Batman, Justice League, and then, like, have these lower characters, like, doing the Suicide Squad. And, eh, you get it. Yeah. But. Cool idea. It, I, I think it's a better idea than what they've done. Probably is. They're, they're going to sink a lot less money that way. Mm-hmm. They maybe should have stuck to that draft of it. Yeah. Like, maybe we do a Suicide Squad without a Killer Croc character. And, you know, just make some criminals mm-hmm. that are doing some interesting stuff. You know, I don't know. With some, some minor superpowers. <laughs> right. More minor than, well, I mean, Killer Croc. He doesn't really have superpowers so much as super mutations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, like, no Diablo or anything like that. Yeah. So Priyanka Copra, I guess that's how you say it, wants to play Batgirl. She um, hails from India. She uh, has been, well, she was in the release. <laughs> She was in the recently released Baywatch film, which has not done well. <laughs> yeah. And um, I personally think that's enough to keep her away from anything. 
just that she was in it. But yeah, because the rock yeah, was too. just because she was in it. Yeah, we all make mistakes. Yep. Oh man, no, he knew what he was getting into. Paycheck. The rock just don't, dude. Yeah, the rock is the honey badger. He don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, you got my money. Yeah. All right. See you in a couple of weeks. Well, nothing can hurt me, even a bad script. Yeah. Um, uh, I wonder if anyone's ever tried to not pay him. <laughs> can you imagine him walking into your office going, so I hear you're trying not to pay me? I, I can imagine him walking into my office and then asking me, why are you trying to pay me all this money? I haven't done anything yet. I'm like, it's good. It's good. Just, I I don't want trouble. <laughs> are you Dave? Yeah. Dave, what's that on your pants? I think we both know what that's what that is in my pants, Rock. That's the people strudel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is, uh, it's quite a need for a change of pants. Please tell me why you're here so I can do that. Um, but yeah, no, her, um, <laughs> she's also in, um, Quantico, which is apparently a big deal. Yeah. That's and, actually doing um, better than I thought it would. Yeah. I mean, she's, um, apparently really good in that. I've heard. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know her name at all. This is a complete unknown to me. Yeah. But, uh. Priyanka Capra, I guess is her name. And I couldn't begin to type that in and see what happens. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know if I could get close enough for Google even to know, ask me, did you mean? But, um, yeah, she says, my, my dream part is, now that I'm working in America, I definitely want to do a superhero part. When I think of American movies, they've had super, superheroes for eons, right? So I definitely want to play a superhero, and I want to have an interesting superpower. I don't know. Batgirl would be so cool. Batgirl has no superpowers. I do like so that. No. And I always like reminding people of this when someone tells you like comics are stupid. And like, no, dude, it's it's one of one of the the most profitable American made, American and originated exports. Go, go ahead and bite me. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna keep paying into this thing that's an actual American product that we export. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have a lot. So, we have like blues, jazz, comics. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty more, but. McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> Even Pizza then, we Hut, stole the maybe. burger from the Germans, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, so, I, this is one of those stories that I love because it just flies right in the face of um, all of those angry people out there who uh, who think that Marvel and DC are at these at terrible odds, and they're really just not, um, you know... A blow to the industry is a blow to the industry. Batman v Superman being critically uh, slammed did nothing good. No, Kevin Feige. Marvel. Kevin Feige wasn't over there going yes. No, he was going. Ah, oh, uh, come on, we're gonna bro. have to up our game. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kevin Feige and Jeff Johns of Marvel and DC, respectively. Uh, some might say even the heads of Marvel and DC in a lot of respects, mm-hmm. as far as the ca- the film di- divisions are concerned. A lot of the direction. Um, they both came together to honor Superman director Richard Donner. Of course, you know Richard Donner's done a ton of stuff over the years, but Kevin Feige and Jeff Johns were they were they both had internships under Richard Donner. They're friends. They know each other. And there's a delightful video, and I'll put up a link to it where they talk about uh, working with him. And uh, and talking about you know some of the stuff they had to do for Richard Donner, um, but they also talked about uh, how Richard Donner had the word uh, verisimilitude like above his desk hmm. because you know he 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 was so he was concerned with staying true to the source material and staying true to the concepts and making it seem real. And that was something that uh, that that they said they said that John Favreau also did that um, because of Donner. Um, so yeah, uh, and our one of our listeners, uh, Randy Smith, sent us this uh, this story as well. Um, I mean, John Feige, even in Favreau, they all seem to have uh, carried that torch pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I just like the fact that Marvel and DC both came. I mean, look, say what you will, they're 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 at best corny parts of superman the movie but it really did create the the template for the modern superhero film yeah i mean everybody that's actively making films today saw those when they were young and was blown away absolutely at least if i stuck if i stuck richard donner's superman the movie into my uh into my player right now and watched it i would probably be crying within 10 minutes (laughs) i mean 
it's been so ingrained to some extent in my childhood, like watching <laughs> those movies over and over again, that uh, I just probably start mm-hmm. weeping when I heard the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get a lump. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind that Otis is ridiculous and it's like, womp, womp, womp. Okay. <laughs> but, like, the first, like, 40 minutes of that movie, which is just, like, exposition and showing Clark becoming the person he is, just, <laughs> Let's just, let's do this. Like, Pa can't, like, racing Clark and falling over with a heart attack. For all my power, I couldn't save him. Oh, my mm. God. How do you not? Yeah. How do you not shed tears? Yeah. You have to be inhuman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the news. That's what I got. That's what I got. Um, oh, wow. That's what I got. Um, we do have a lot of listener feedback. And, guys, if I didn't... We've gotten to a point now with the show that we get so much listener feedback, I can't include everything. And I may have missed something. I know I've missed something. I know it. Um, <laughs> but It's it's a, it's a, not a bad problem to have in the sense that we love having the feedback, and in other ways, uh, you hate letting people down, so it is a bad problem now. I, yeah, I do hate letting people down, but importantly, you get, you have much, and you know, I'm not trying to be a dick here, I'm pretty lenient on this point. You have a much better, even if you're saying something mean, you know what I mean? You have a better chance of getting on the show if you write it in full sentences and actually create full ideas. And email. Like, when I, when I get feedback that I can't decipher, I kind of just throw it away in my <laughs> in the trash bin of my mind. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell that means. No idea. <laughs> Um, yeah. so, you know, and I, again, I can't stress enough. Email it. Twitter loses things so fast. Twitter loses things quickly. Even, even um, Facebook isn't, look, you know, forever. And you know, Twitter, it actually, a lot of the stuff we have here is from Twitter, but Twitter, you know, it gets, it, it uh, ramps up into such a quick, uh, conversation, you know, because a lot of the people that, uh, talk to us on Twitter, they also follow, follow, uh, you know, several other podcasts. And then we all get into like, you know, uh, gif conversations, nothing mm-hmm. but gif conversations. We're just all sending each other funny things. So, <laughs> which is at, at that point, it gets very hard to relate over, over well, this medium. And, and importantly, it gets hard to keep up with your notifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So, um, yeah. Uh, email is a good one, but uh, I mean, we, we'll talk to you on Twitter, obviously. And, uh, but you know, a lot of, I know a lot of podcasts who try to like read the entire Twitter conversation and I'm just not doing that. Um, so. <laughs> I, and it's Dave's way better. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to operate Twitter. I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, what, what do they call him? A Luddite? Yeah. I'm a Twitter Luddite. You are, which is okay. It's fine. But I can do Facebook. I'm over there. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Facebook, uh, Rock Jesselnick says to us, Hey guys, looking for some more stuff to listen to. And I remember you re- recommending a podcast where some guy watches movies with his mom. What was the title of that podcast? Thanks in advance. Now, the reason I bring this one up is because you told this poor fool that it was called Pass the Remote. And it is not. Oh, it's called Stealing the Remote. Stealing the Remote. Stealing the Remote with Eli Ophelders, who is a listener of ours. Fantastic guy. Very sweet. Very nice young guy. Lives in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's absolutely a great, uh, a great podcast. And, uh, I was going to bring it up anyway, because I mean, hell that, that show needs more listeners. It's good. <laughs> it is so good. Um, sad. I didn't get the name right now. I know, but you know, but needs to be corrected. It does. Yeah. But you know, you have two different generations. You have a young guy and you know, a middle-aged woman and they're arguing about whether or not these action movies, and they, he talks, they, talk, they do, they've talked about all the DCEU stuff, uh, from Man of Steel to Suicide Squad. I don't know, they'll, they're gonna get Wonder Woman later. They still haven't gotten it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully they'll have, he'll be able to, uh, Shanghai his mom to go see Wonder Woman. Um, but it's a good show. Let's go check that out. We have some Wonder Woman feedback. Uh, Christian Fuentes on Facebook said, Holy crap, it sounds like Wonder Woman might be uncontestedly good. I would say yes. I mean, yeah. If you round up from a I, few stragglers, yeah. it's, yeah. And, I mean, some some people evidently think that I'm that we're one of these stragglers. I, I liked the movie. I thought it was good. 
I, I'm not even I'm not even close to a straggler. I'm I'm way on board. Yeah, you're way on board. I I had a few quibbles. I it, every movie has a couple of things that could be questioned or changed. It's no movie is an exception. None. Pick your and favorite, we, yeah, and it's no. still going to be flawed. And when it comes down to it, I think my quibbles were in line with, no, this is the first Wonder Woman movie. It deserves more. <laughs> I, thought, um, I thought it got, I, I thought it did it justice. I was very proud of it. I mean, I left the, I, I left the movie like blown away, happy as I could be. Yeah. Um, Marquis Aaron Morgan on Facebook said, Wonder Woman stuck to the comic origin and ended with a, ended in a rebirth in justice fashion. Anyone that disagrees with this film's depth hasn't been keeping up with the many different versions of the comic character. It was the best comic adaptation since Man of Steel. Don't necessarily disagree. Yeah, I have to give them that. Like, I mean, they they went wide um, and far for their uh, influences on this one. Like, as far as best ad- comic book adaptation, you know, I don't know. I don't know. These things tend... Like, I would say Wonder Woman is probably the best ad- comic book adaptation since Man of Steel. But I wouldn't say it was the best ver- like comic representation i just really loved logan and guardians too i just really love those movies yeah but i mean if he's saying um, that it, it, t- it took from a variety of sources and made them into a, a cogent yes, film um, a, a cogent uh swell adaptation yeah. like how do you like what, would, what are the chances they're to gonna get that like would you you'd have to take like every uh every reference in the film and then judge it by like how many years away that reference is made to absolutely how many years of illusion passed during this and then i'm not doing that math yeah i mean you know this is this is a movie that they grabbed the best of the post-crisis new 52 rebirth and golden age bits and put them into a wonder woman movie yeah they even had friggin etta candy yeah with lucy davis (laughs) playing the character and my only like real like disappointment with her is that she didn't fight i really wanted her to have a fight scene like and, in the comics she used to eat candy and it gave her strength like popeye or some shit and she would like fight yeah but terrible <laughs> message terrible i know i yeah yeah i don't i didn't i didn't want that part i really would i would like to go ahead conveyed. and bury that particular aspect of the character but they, they still did her justice in program war room yeah, absolutely. I I still would have loved to see her fight a few people, mm-hmm. but you know, not with the whole "let's eat a bunch of candy and then like the sugar rush lets me fight." Yeah. That's just an awful. There you go, kids. Awful message. Have four fun sized <laughs> Snicker bars and go fight the bully in your neighborhood. <laughs> All you right. Can never lose. So we have <laughs> we have a voicemail from uh, our buddy Christopher White. Uh, he has seen Wonder Woman. And uh, here we go with that right now. Hey, Dave and Jason, this is Chris. Looks like you guys are getting a double dose of me this week. Um, I hit you guys up on the uh, DC uh, TV stuff with the Injustice 2 review. Now I wanted to talk a little bit about Wonder Woman and get your guys' thoughts on that. Um, I spoke with you guys a little bit on Facebook about how I was thinking that maybe the uh, stuff that Dr. Poison was giving General Landendorf for whatever his name was, um, might have been like a precursor to Venom. And then after seeing it, and I still kind of feel that way, but I was wondering why it might be blue instead of green. That might be a trivial, arbitrary thing to nitpick over. But if it is a precursor to Venom, that's pretty cool. Secondly, the thing I wanted to address is overall I love the movie, but the one thing that really just irks me is I feel like Steve Trevor died needlessly, or at least in the wrong way. I mean, Wonder Woman told him straight up, look, I can handle it. I can destroy the, you know, those gas, that gas. Like, it won't, like, hurt me. I'll be fine. And he's like, no, it's got to be me. I have to be the one. Oh, uh, by the way, spoilers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I really didn't like that at all. Um, I, I feel like it would have been much more effective if Wonder Woman would have had went ahead and destroyed it. And then while she was handling that, then Ares could have killed him, killed Steve, then the one to take him out. Um, I feel like that would have been a much more effective way, if not a bit more cliche. But uh, I just thought that it was completely unnecessary, and I understand that they needed something to kind of awaken her abilities. I just don't like the way that it was handled. I think they could have done it a lot better, and I don't think he needed to die, at least not in the way that he did. What are your thoughts? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. All right. Uh, thank you, Chris, for leaving the voicemail. Um... What, what what do you got on his voicemail, man? I mean, I I disagree. I I do think if uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I just I, well, I think on one uh, continuity point, I disagree that like it it couldn't have been her because it, the the poison had to be far away from the city and the land. Um, yeah. Or it would have been a like if it was anywhere near the earth itself, it would have been a drastic effect. And right. she doesn't know how to get that far away. I don't know if she can. Like she's still in you know jumping mode. They hinted that maybe mm-hmm. she can float and fly during the film, but not necessarily like grab a plane and jump so far up into the air that right. she would be fine. And they don't necessarily say she's so invincible she can survive a, a plane explosion quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, above and beyond all that, she doesn't know how to fly a plane. It, it really, I yeah. think it really did have to be Steve. And it emboldened yeah. his character, that, that sacrifice. So I think it would have been a weaker sacrifice of his character if he had stayed on the ground and not set an example of, uh, of you know, love and boldness for humanity. Like, she had, mm. she was just 10 minutes before, in real time, I guess, sitting in the, the watchtower kind of wondering, is, are they worth it? Is humanity worth everything I'm going through? Like, this didn't work. These, are, these yeah. people are evil of their own volition. Like, I don't know if I even want to fight on their side. And then to see Steve Trevor yeah. make a sacrifice like that, I thought was very important. Absolutely. Um, now, does it, you know, you know what? That's not, I'm not getting into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go down a rabbit hole. You just don't want to know. Um, I did like his, his concept about Maru um, making the precursor to Venom. Yeah, that part was While cool. I did, while I did find that to be a weakness of the film, uh, the restoring you to your glory or former glory or whatever. It, it was um, a, and then they, one of the points I did agree with you where there was a little exposition yeah. lacking. Or at least if we just missed something again, fill me in on what we missed. Hell, I'll go mm-hmm. watch the movie again just to verify it. I'd be happy to go yeah. drop some more dimes on this thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Maru was a, a lesser... Uh, fleshed out character she was not she didn't have there wasn't much exposition for maru no and you know i I honestly think they could have done like a um i kind of wish because it was you know such a um i mean it was it was the first like really big really successful i mean it's the first wonder woman film not to mention i mean yes there have been other like feminist uh or not feminist uh feminine protagonist superhero movies out there but i mean let's be fair Everybody knew Electra was gonna suck. <laughs> it did not have a good lead <laughs> so, up. So, and Supergirl with Helen Slater was not gonna be great. Yeah. Um, Helen have a sandwich later. So, yeah, and uh, <laughs> which is you know is one of the weirdest things for that is like after looking at her on the show Supergirl, I keep looking back at the posters and all the promotional stills for Supergirl and going like, why is why does she have more props in her hands? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I kind of feel like Maru should have been the primary protagonist for this film and leave Ares for another time. Maybe make Maru the, the primary protagonist, uh, antagonist for the film and have a, uh, a parallel story arc going where we kind of learn where she came from and we, we learn the, um, the motivations for her character and, you know, maybe why the hell her face looks like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably from her own tinkering, but uh, yeah. I, I did enjoy what we got, and uh, I've enjoyed you know, yeah, several things that didn't. Um, and I, I, you know, to to appease our listeners, I won't say who put out these movies, but I've enjoyed several superhero movies that had villains that weren't uh, fleshed out in any real way. Right, they just appear um, <laughs> and they're they're villains, and we know that. Um, I won't blank, say the name. Will. I won't say, uh, you know, a brand name or anything, but because it's a tough, it's a tough place for some people. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really, <laughs> even getting rid of uh, areas in the first film, I, I'm I'm willing to defend that mm-hmm. because it, it, Wonder Woman, as she goes through the rest of the DCU in the present with the rest of the the Justice League and and so on, I, it's it's a little mm-hmm. nice to have the Greek mythology part of her her background kind of taken care of, like out of the way. Well, you know. The, but there's not, that's not necessarily going to be the case anyway. I mean, we don't know that that's the case. Well, I mean, in the, it, as far as the uh, the exposition about the gods early on, it it said that Ares killed all of the gods except Zeus, and Zeus died mm-hmm. destroying Ares, and only a crippled version well, of Ares was left. The way, the, okay, the reason I say that though is, I mean, there there are other legends to be had. There, there's more Greek stuff that could, you know, come about, uh, Circe, for one. And I certainly hope, I saw someone fan casting Circe, um, 
Oh gosh, who was who was it? The the lady that was in uh, the Miss Peregrine's movie. What is that woman's name? Eva Green. No. Oh, okay. Absolutely fantastic fan casting for Circe. I would just I would be beside myself throw money happy. Abs. I mean, I'm gonna throw money at it either yeah, way. You yeah. know me. Well, give money but... and throw money are different things. <laughs> no, no. There's I... a difference between you may have my money and take my money. You know, whatever you may think of me and my opinions on this show, it has DC on it. Hell, it even has Marvel on it. I'm throwing money at it. <laughs> just throwing, just lobbing money. Um, yeah. It's not it, like even on the <laughs> on both sides of it, it's not like they've they've said, We're gonna make this movie and I've gone, Oh, damn it. Never gonna watch that. Yeah. Like, oh Ant Man <laughs> Two? Kidding me. I'm gonna boycott. No, it's like fuck yeah, Ant Man Two, let's do this. Yeah. Like even like I've I've experienced a, a pretty significant change even from the start of this show. Where I'm just like, you know, whatever, baby. You gonna make it? Let's do I'm this. Watch it. Multiverse. Multiverse, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um but yeah, I would love to see Eva Green as as seriously. I would love for them to uh pop back and get deeper into the Zeus thing. But you know, one of the you know, she acknowledges one time in Wonder Woman that Ares is her brother. I would have much I, I would love to have seen more of that relationship. I would love to see, you know, I would have loved to have seen him like approach her and be like, look, you know, this is what happened. Try to get her on his side. Maybe. Um, I mean, he does a little in his little between, yeah. between blows speeches. Yeah, but it doesn't land as much as I would like it to. Um, anyway, I, but I really wanted Dr. Po- Dr. Poison is an interesting character. I would like to have known more about her. And we might still. She didn't die. Yeah, you may still, especially um, if uh, if Jenkins kind of has her way and gets to split the seams. Um, you may see Poison again. Yeah. You may, yeah, you may see her that. in a protagonist role at this point. She, she was shown mercy. That's interesting. I had not considered that. Uh, so Randy on Twitter, RandySF45, says, I agree with Dave about Etta Candy. Lucy Davis stole every scene she was in. How could she not? She's Lucy Davis. That girl's count. She's talented. Um, nerd ta- nerdy tastic at Twitter, over on Twitter, not at Twitter. It's at nerdy tastic on Twitter. <sighs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Still doing better than me, man. Yeah. Said I saw the Kirkisms. Pond made two. So much so that I told my friend he really did boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Oh, <laughs> that would have been one of those moments where people would, have, if someone, had, if someone had leaned over and told you that in the middle of the movie, you'd have howled so loud they had to shush you. <laughs> would have. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just shy of sobbing laughter. Yeah. Oh man, Brooklyn, ba- <laughs> Brooklyn Batman, a band of part ninety four over on Twitter says. Uh, in un un Wonder Woman news, unrelated Wonder Woman news, you can count on Suicide Squad cast, Holy Bat cast, and DC on screen. Uh, and oh yeah, and Batman news com for truthful, unbiased DCEU news. And I always appreciate uh, the people who are who throw us into those lists. And uh, Brooklyn Batman, that guy, dude, you you always call us out and uh, talk about how great we are on Twitter. I always appreciate it. And um, I always uh, very much appreciate it. Um, so, uh, from a really positive reaction, fan reaction, to uh, something on the opposite end of that spectrum. Yes. Um, over in iTunes. And, you know, this is this was... A re- you had to go through a few hoops to make a review on the iTunes store. And it's a review that everyone's going to see. It's a review that... We cannot respond to. That's my least favorite part about it. I wish we could like leave a little footnote. Yeah. We can't respond to any of this. Like to this do so, we would went... have to go rate it under uh, under an anonymous name, and then I would feel compelled to give mm-hmm. our show like three stars, just to be fair, to yeah. put it in the middle. But this person, and you know, I do this all through a Feedly account. Like I've hooked up all of the um, all of the feeds for the different countries and everything on iTunes Mm -hmm. into a Feedly account. Uh, Because I don't have iTunes on my computer. (laughs) I have it on my tablet. But um, this 
person. Uh, you can't. I can't respond to it. I can't see what the stars they gave, but I assume it's not a good one. <laughs> um, and we have this sort of thing every time a movie comes out. Uh, Matt Gway, I, I suppose that's how you say it, uh, left us a review. It said unsubscribed after their Wonder Woman review. He says, if you're looking for a good, positive DC podcast, go to Holy Batcast or the Suicide Squadcast. I don't even usually leave reviews, but their Wonder Woman review frustrated me so much that I had to. They also flood your feed with reviews of every TV show. That was my favorite part. Okay. We, we flood your yeah. feed with posts of the things we actively produce. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on a high point week, there's eight of those posts. Yeah. And, and you also, can turn us if off. you, that's the thing, like as a Stitcher user, I, I actively use Stitcher mm-hmm. to listen to podcasts. I don't have this problem. I have the shows that I follow in playlists because that's really the only way you can do it. And I don't have this like feed problem. Like people, like I don't just get all these sudden downloads of things. Um, so I, I'm unaware of what that's like. And if you're having issues with that and you still want to listen to us, but you don't want to listen to every show, I suggest just downloading Stitcher and listening to us on that yeah, and unsubscribing for us somewhere else. I wouldn't know how to uh, um, troubleshoot that for somebody. I have never, I mean, clearly this person is butthurt. And I know they're listening because you don't leave a review like that and then not listen at the next episode to see if they mentioned you. <laughs> well, you I don't mean, look if, for if that kind uh, of attention. If you're true for your word. You don't go for it. Yeah, you don't look for that kind of attention and then not follow up. Um, but I've never, I've never heard of someone. Well, yeah, I have. But you know, it's all of our listeners who correspond with us and talk to us and actually leave us feedback, constructive feedback. Um pretty much say that they like the fact that we review all the episodes. Yeah, I mean, we get a lot of positive they, reviews. They for enjoy it. And we get people that, like, will go back and binge a show and then, yeah. you know, while they're on the road, go back and listen to whatever our reviews were. And the nice thing about the reviews are, if you haven't watched that episode, you don't have to listen to the review. You could just, just sit there in the bank. Abs- yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard to... I, I You know, I'm sorry that's not for him, but it's not... It's not like part of the product here I'd be willing to apologize for. It's rare that I hear someone complain about free content. Like, give me too much free content. Yeah, I mean, Um, (laughs) turn it off. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Don't subscribe. Go to DCOnScreen.com. If you don't want everything covered, I mean, you know, hell, a lot of weeks we don't want to cover it either because there's a lot of it. But we do it (laughs) because that's what we do. Um, well, I mean, it's not necessarily that we don't want to. It's just, you know, time constraints. You get a little uh, backed up yeah. and whatnot. I mean, um, this show is nearly a full-time job for both of us. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's, it's more than a full-time season. job for me yeah. at this point. And, um, I mean, it's kind of winding down at this point, but I've still got all this other stuff yeah. to do as well. And it's not that I really – I don't hate that, but is you know, it is a lot of work. So it's not – I'm not – like flooding your feed is not a spam thing that I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think you guys know that. Um, I love the, the, the conversations that we have, and uh, I love putting out episodes and talking about this stuff with Jason. And um, so there's that. Now, uh, as for how frustrating our Wonder Woman review was, look. I'm honest. I'm honest with what I feel about these movies. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not a Pollyanna podcast. I'm not going to just go, oh, this is a good show. <laughs> well, that's the only thing is like, uh, whatever. If I hate, I hate that that's the case sometimes. Sometimes you like, you go to listen to a, a review and you just want to like, you know, enjoy the kind of afterglow with somebody. And then they point out a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. And I, I get that. We've all been there. But, um, you know, it's not really what we enjoy doing. So uh, as he started out, like a good, positive podcast. I mean, I, I always hope and try that we're uh, to be a, a good podcast, but we've never tried yeah. necessarily to be a positive one. Like we we try to have yeah. a, a positive outlook, I guess, if that's possible. But we've never tried to <laughs> to veer our opinions toward positive in any particular. Never. Yeah. Like I, I I always want to enjoy this stuff. 
And uh, every week we say know, we wish Lucifer was good, and every week we watch it again and criticize the crap out of it. Except for the fact that the last like three or four of them have been really damn yeah. good, and we we um, said it when they were finally <laughs> something we wanted to watch. We're like, hey, this is um, anyway. So anyway, yeah. Um, the thing though that really kills me, and the, he left this review before the Suicide Squad cast dropped their review of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. He dr- name drops them as a good, positive DC podcast. And while they did talk about Wonder Woman with a little more positivity, like they were gushing a little more than we did, they had the same quibbles I had. Yeah. They had the same exact problems I had, and a few more <laughs> that I just didn't think were a big deal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, look, uh, the fact that you went to iTunes and didn't just like talk to us about it, the fact that, you know, you, you made a review for something that is just going to be there now and we can't respond to. And um, we weren't even being really negative about it. I just, I don't know, man. I feel like, a, suck it. I don't care. <laughs> like, and look, we've gotten reviews. We had we gave Batman v Superman a, a pretty good review. We had our issues with that movie. But we had people saying, like, we're DC apologists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how, you can't have it both ways. We're, we just have our opinions on this. We don't hope for them to do poorly. We really want to like I mean, we want to connect with people, but we can't do that by lying to you. And what is so bad? Like, honestly, in a world where Catwoman exists, starring Halle Berry, Mm -hmm. in a world where Batman and Robin exists, with George Clooney, (laughs) how is is saying Wonder Woman is a little better than Thor damn bad thing? (laughs) Yeah, you feel spoiled when you really think about it, right? Yeah. Anyway. You know, okay, look, most of the Thor comics aren't as good as the Thor movie. Let's be honest, it's not, they're not good most of the time. I haven't really read them. <laughs> yeah, and there's a reason for that. There's no good word of mouth. <laughs> not a lot of, uh, I, I, well, I mean, I, I don't think, I guess I've never had someone come up and say you've got to read this either, but. And I mean, in a lot of ways, until Greg Rucka showed up, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, yip 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 over wonder woman books i mean there have been times when like a really good creator popped onto the scene and and made a you know a pretty strong case for you know why you should be reading this book some people don't i mean rucka's back now and absolutely getting great reviews again absolutely so anyway we got another itunes review tumco 26 says what up I've been listening to your podcast for a little while now, and I have to say that I appreciate your consistency and dedication to the show. See, there's another one of those that likes my consistency and dedication and your consistency and dedication, Jason. Mm. Um, so that's that's a thing. <laughs> he says, I feel I've learned so much about the world of DC, various random TV shows, and just comics in general. Yeah, I threw throw in a lot of random TV show references. <laughs> um, DC on screen is exactly what I was looking for in a podcast and i have a lot of respect for you guys thanks for all the insight and the laughs dude you are so welcome that is the kind of review i love to see you know if you have a negative review give it to us i guess like yeah i'm happy to get them i got i mean i got no yeah. problem it's a it's a it's a free enough world man do do what you think you have to do yeah. just uh yeah and if you're at the point where you're really going to unsubscribe and, and leave us a, a poor review then you know i, I can't say we failed you because we're, we're we can't try to please everybody and you're part of everybody so we're just doing yeah. our thing, and if we, if you know, at some point leave you in the dust, I, I apologize, and hope we see you again later. Yeah, you know, I think what what bothers me most about negative reviews is I wish they would talk to us before they go and like try to make a big show of their negativity and their anger. That depends. Some people, some people do that. Some people really mean it that way. Some people actually, I, I've seen many of people who uh, thought a negative review was helping to improve the show by by giving positive, and you got to respect that opinion in a certain way. Like that's giving their honest review. And, you know, we try to do our honest review and they do an honest review of us and it's negative. If it's negative, then at least that came from a place that feels like constructive criticism. And let's be honest, a good negative review every now and again kind of just, you know, makes you look more authentic. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely makes the tears more authentic. Yeah. They taste like ham. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So this is a little bit of both. And this is I don't I don't know what to say about this. Um, Namhain Nguyen, I, I guess, I, I, I'm not good at names, we know this, um, says, my favorite thing about this show is that Jason sounds just like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> 
That reason alone is enough to reward this show with five stars. That's fantastic. Where's Bashimi from? Boston? I have no idea. I think he's East Coast, at least. I can I've never made that connection, and I've watched a lot of Steve Buscemi movies, buddy. I've never thought about um. it either, but now I'm tempted <laughs> to go try to find his accent and see if I can uh, really perfect this. Anyway, Nam Hein, or Nam Hein, uh, continues, Aside from that, I like that Dave and Jason are fans who fairly provide balance to the extreme opinions out there. By that, I mean they're not only willing to defend the underrated DC properties, e.g. the DCEU, but also rightfully admit the flaws in that which is overrated, like the Dark Knight movies. Highlights of this show include the episodes where they explore the DC movies that never made it onto film. People like those. Those were a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, Including an insightful look at what went wrong with Joel Schumacher's films. This podcast managed to achieve the unthinkable by giving me a whole lot more sympathy for Schumacher himself and how he may have actually made some pretty cool movies, or good movies, if he was allowed to do what he wanted. We were surprised, too. The worst parts of this show, however, are their their exaggerated complaints on color grading, which we haven't done in a long time, to be fair. We laid off that. We laid off that. Yeah. That was like the first couple episodes. We even got bored of complaining about ourselves, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. And when Dave invites his ignorant friend Matt Carroll on. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Sorry, man. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I love Matt. I've been friends with him for a long time. I'm good with leaving it there. Oh. <laughs> so um to to <laughs> to round out this episode we uh <laughs> we have a voicemail from um someone who's left us a voicemail before and um I still don't know what the hell to make of it but here now in a second voicemail the person that I've deemed the old witter woman mm. enjoy well, I didn't know if you'd think you're an old winter woman was something you'd put on your show, but I appreciate you. You're, you're a couple of good sailors, and well, I saw that you talking about that Wonder Woman. I was wondering if, if she was a woman, but I figured that she was, because she's one of them Amazons from Thermoscorgly, wherever she's from. Well, how's good to know that that was really a real thing. Well, I hope you don't don't mind me calling you from time to time because he gets pretty lonely over here living all by myself. I just got a whole crust of bread and and some some water to drink, but but I'll be all right. Well, and I I ain't sold my drawers in quite some time, so I take that as a blessing. Well, I hope you have a good one, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> I still don't know what to do with those. Uh, <laughs> call, call us anytime. I, I hope the home is treating you well. <laughs> yes, Wonder Woman is a real thing. That's <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. I'm glad you haven't sold yourself lately. I'm proud of your uh, your newfound continents. Just, you know, clench and hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Concentrate. Um, <laughs> we actively had people asking us about this. <laughs> I got no answers for you, man. Like, wait, like, like, they're like messaging us and being like, so wait, what's the deal with the Winter Woman? Which episode is it in? Because I heard about it on a different episode and apparently I missed it. Which one is it? Um, I don't know. I guess this is going to be a recurring bit now. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I, I'm not sure either. I, I mean, I'm this not one I finally understood something that was said. The first one I got to the end of it and went, I, "That had that was 60 seconds of of I have no idea. I'm not sure words were involved." <laughs> um, I would catch like it was like listening to a foreign language that someone showed you once in high school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure whatever happened, they were reading something from a dead language. I don't know what happened, but yeah. um, uh. I'm certainly glad you're not pissing yourself anymore. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be it. I don't know. 
how can you keep, continue on with anything else other than uh, Witter Woman? I think that wraps um, it up. I, I that has to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, we've got another D, we've got a DC TV episode coming up after this, and um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. DC on screen, one word. You'll be able to find us. Um, you'll get a little bit of insight into stuff that I'm doing. Uh, Jason doesn't do the Instagram, so you know, or the Twitter. So I don't know what the hell to tell you about Jason. Facebook, but um, yeah, Facebook, Facebook. Um, that's where I stopped. That's where he stops. He responds to Facebook things. Yeah, <laughs> I post them. He responds to things sometimes mm-hmm. that you say, and um, because Jason's not much for the social meds. No, I, I mean, I got to that part and was like, this is enough for me. And I was even reluctant <laughs> to do that. Uh, Jason is that kid at the pool party who just stands by the sidelines looking angry and occasionally dipping his toe into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the fat guy in the deep end who's drowning that no one will help. <laughs> so uh, at least you're our, in those, there. Those are our roles yeah. in, in the social media world. Um, <laughs> But, like I said, dconscreen.com for all episodes. Every episode, all 405 episodes of DC On Screen, soon to be 406. Leave us some feedback somewhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. If you find us on there, maybe I'll remember to go over there. And uh, we love you for listening. And uh, even you, Matt Gway, who left us that awful thing, come back to the fold. We enjoyed our time with you. Before it all went come, so terribly wrong. Come back to the fold. We'll take you back. Prodigal son and all that. Did I say prodigal? I meant prodigal. I don't know what a prodigal is. Maybe a fruit. It sounds like a proctologist's instrument. Yeah. At least something that pokes something else. Anyway. Or a file folder uh, in which you hold pokey things. I love you all. Even the mean ones who leave mean things. And uh, <laughs> even old widow woman. Wherever you may be. <laughs> Whomever you may be out there chuckling in the darkness, waiting for your time to shine. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. And (laughs) DC TV news coming up. Until then, keep some DC on your screen.